Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like building grid-scale solar energy in Ohio and producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. If debit is your go-to card, Discover thinks it's time you get rewarded too. So check out Discover Cashback Debit, a game-changing checking account with cashback on everyday debit card purchases. That's right. Cashback isn't just for credit cards anymore. Whether it's a movie date, flea market find, or midday latte, you can start earning cashback. And did I mention there are no fees, period? Check out transaction eligibility and terms at discover.com slash cashback debit. Discover Bank, member FDIC. Hi, I'm Mark Striegel, host and producer of this show since 2005. On this episode, we're going to talk some rock, some metal, and anything else we feel like. We're also going to jam some tunes, have a drink, and share some honest opinions. Thanks for listening to the Talking Metal Podcast. Let's get things started. Here's an old classic that sounds just as good today as it did when we were kids. Closing out 2019, guys. 
You guys have probably uh, already closed it out because I'm recording this at the tail end of 2019. And we are on to a new decade, 2020, a new decade, guys. And looking back at the last decade was a lot of fun with Joey Haney. I did it on the last uh, episode. I hope you guys enjoyed that. I also want to kind of continue that today. And uh, first off, we just heard some rat. (laughs) Definitely not from this decade. From many decades ago, the 80s. Uh, that was You're in Love by Rat, and I play that because I recently saw Rat. I've seen them a number of times over the past few years, and their guitar player, Jordan Ziff, has really caught my eye. I also saw him with Marty Friedman, which was an explosive show I saw here in New Jersey, uh, I guess earlier this year or last year, I can't remember, but yeah, I guess it was last year meaning 2018. But anyways, uh, yeah, Jordan is great. I and I really like this guy. And it turned out that my buddy, Joe Ryan, knew Jordan's mom, which is how Jordan ended up on the podcast. So we'll, we'll do uh, an interview with Jordan coming up in just a, a bit. So stay tuned for that. But I did want to celebrate the decade of music here on Talking Metal, kind of continue what Joey and I started on the last episode. And uh, first off, guys, have a happy new year, uh, a healthy, safe 2020. Wow. 2020. I think we've arrived in the future. (laughs) Remember? I mean, I'm an older guy, you know, so it's like I remember when I was a kid, you know, one day in the year 2015, things will be very different. Cars will fly. You know, uh, didn't happen. Anyways, as a matter of fact, it still takes uh, six hours to get to L.A. on a plane. Nothing's improved since the, uh, actually, the, like the 60s with airfare. What, what happened to the Concorde? Uh, they should have brought, they should bring that back. Uh, I, I, I will pay extra money to get to California in less than six hours. But anyways, here we are in the future, 2020, right? So let's look back at the past, the past decade. And one band, you know, we've heard a lot about. Uh, the past decade from me is Ghost, and I'm not going to spend a lot of time on Ghost on this episode because I've ghosted you guys all out over the last few years with stuff. So let's talk about other things. A band that I was kind of Johnny-come-lately to. I heard a couple of their songs. I didn't like them, but, but now I dig them, and I dig what they're about, and so does Robert Plant, from what I understand. I heard a quote from him talking about these guys. This is Greta Van Fleet here on Talking Metal.
Safari song off the EP Black Smoke Rising from 2017. Greta Van Fleet. I like him. I like him. I'm sold. Uh, we're going to get into our interview with Jordan Ziff, who is, again, the current guitar player of Rat. First, I'm going to open my beer. First beer of the night. Last beer of the year. No, probably not. <laughs> uh, I'm recording this, obviously, at the tail end of 2019. Talking Metal Toast, you guys. This is a, a Saranac beer which is a beer from upstate New York. It's a caramel porter, which tastes a lot better than it sounds. And they are an independent brewery. And they've been that way for a while. I hope they keep it up. So here we go. Again, one of my favorite new young guitar players, a guy in his 20s, Jordan Ziff. Believe it or not, this is his second time on Talking Metal. We interviewed him 10 years ago when he was not in his 20s, when he was like a teenager in New York. And I recently listened to that that interview uh, again. But anyways, I, I you know I, I recently saw him with Rat and Marty Friedman. I was like, who the hell is this guy? He's great. And I that was unbeknownst to me. He was somebody that I'd interviewed back in 2009 on the podcast. Uh, John Astronomy and I interviewed him along with one of his bandmates back at that time. So we'll talk about that. We'll talk about everything else going on with Jordan Ziff. Uh, great, great guitar player. Be on the lookout for everything this guy has coming up with rat and uh, otherwise so this is jordan ziff recorded in montclair new jersey i believe it was on december 20th before the rat show we hung out with jordan we did this interview and then we went and had some drinks with jordan before he took the stage at a little bar right next to the wellmont theater in montclair it was my second time seeing rat at the wellmont and they never disappoint I, and I, I, I know people are like, well, what about the video we saw that one show? No, that was a one-off show where, where Steven was not doing well. Believe me, go see Rat. They'll kick your ass. If you liked Rat back in the day, they're they're going to deliver all the songs you want to hear. It's like a greatest hits, man. It's, it's The set list is so freaking good. And show Rat some love because they are Firing on all cylinders, especially with this young guy, Jordan Ziff, on guitar. Let's check it out right now. This is Jordan Ziff and I sitting down, and Emily's there. You might hear her say a word or two. I can't remember. But anyways, yeah, here it goes. Jordan Ziff interview recorded in Montclair, New Jersey in December uh, December 2019. Yeah, I believe on the 20th. Hey, it's Mark Striegel of Talking Metal, and we are here in Montclair, New Jersey, hanging out with the guitarist of Rat, Jordan Ziff. Jordan, how are you, man? I'm good. How are you? I'm good. So I was hanging out with my friend Joey Ryan, and yes. I was I was telling him, I was like, man, Rat's got this great guitar player, and he also plays in Marty Friedman's band. And he's like, oh, I know. I know him. I'm friends with his family. Yeah, so it was, yeah. it was kind of a small world. Yeah, and, yeah, totally. And, yeah, so big thanks to, to Joe for setting up this uh, interview. And... Then I started doing some research on you, and unbeknownst to me, I interviewed you ten years ago. No shit. Yeah, almost, really? almost to the day. Yeah, it was, it was, I think because it was in New York City, 
um, and Chip had set up the interview. Oh my god! And I okay. went back today and listened to the interview, and <laughs> I found a picture of you and I from ten years ago. That is hilarious. And yeah, you were you were promoting uh, Age of Evil at yes. the time. Yeah, 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 my my old thrash metal band. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, and you told me that was your first time in New York, not counting the time you'd been there when you were three years old. So, right. So, yeah. That yeah. no. Yeah, it probably was. Yeah. So here we are, ten years later, and a lot a lot has happened to you yeah. since then. And now so, I'm ten years older. Yeah. <laughs> In my 20s. Right. Yeah. How old were you then? Like 15 or something? Mm, I was probably like 18, 18 or something okay. like that. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. So tonight, Rat at the Wellmont, we've seen you here before. Um, and we saw you recently with Ace Fraley up in Westchester, somewhere up there. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. That that was a fun show. Yeah, that was a fun show. I remember some technical difficulties. I think like the light, the sound. The sound was all, a little off sound, at first, and then yeah, I thought it was adjusted. Yeah. yeah, all the monitors were turned off on stage for like the first song or something like right. that. So I just, I had no idea what was going on. Yeah. So let's, let's start there. Let's start with Rat. You're playing with them now, and sounding great and uh, honestly when i first heard oh warren's not in the band anymore i was like oh i don't know but then i have to say i came and saw you guys play here probably a little over a year ago and you guys really won me over and uh, i thought it was just a great vibe on stage with juan back in the mix mm -hmm. and a younger guitar player being yourself really kind of added some some fire i thought to the to the show so how did this all come about you ending up in rat and how long have you been playing with them i've been with them for a couple years i think year and a right. half or something like that and um you know it's just one of those things dude like you know mutual friends recommend right. you for something nothing there's no like uh secret way to get involved with you know bands or anything like that it's kind of just word of mouth right people you know recommending you for types of gigs you know same right. thing with marty yeah just a mutual friend was like hey dude you gotta listen to this guy and then marty hit me up and and uh was like you know i really dig your playing so would yeah. you like to play in my band yeah you know and to stay on rat for just a little while um what is what is happening with with Rat? Are you actively writing with the band? Is is there new material in the works? Yeah, so we've all kind of been you know writing on our own because we haven't really had a lot of time to get together and and do some writing together. But yeah, we all been writing stuff on our own. But come January, we have some time off, so okay. we're all going to get together and you know write some stuff and put out you know like a few singles is kind of what we're looking to do not a full album maybe just not a full track album by right track. now yeah. yeah just do track by track you know right. it's we don't need to you know sit and spend like a million years trying to do a whole album when at the end of the day it's like let's just write a good song put it out write another good song put it out you know right i feel like that's the best way to do it you know these days anyways absolutely and where are you in the writing process is it just kind of riffs or do you have song structures together yeah yeah i have some song structures i know right. juan does i know steven does so it's all about just getting in a room and seeing what totally clicks with all of us jamming together you know and as somebody who you know you've been with the band a number of years but obviously you weren't part of that classic era of rat you weren't even alive yeah of course. But, but, but how much of that plays into the songwriting process do you say well this sounds like rat you kind of kind of have to keep things in in the rat world when you're writing riffs you know i mean you know when i started writing i was kind of thinking about that and i thought 
I could do a little bit of both, you know, kind of think about what would fit kind of in that stream of what they were doing before and what would be cool to kind of bring them into a more modern type of vibe as well and just kind of blend the two sounds together, you know? Right. Cool. And Marty Friedman, we saw you play uh, at a place called Crossroads in New Jersey and small kind of place kind of off the beaten path, I would say, the, the club. And we went there. The place was packed, and it just exploded. Yeah. It was one of the most high-energy shows I think I saw in 2000. What was that, 2018, I think? Oh. Yeah. Yeah, great stuff. And can you talk a little bit about Marty coming to you? You said he, yeah. you got a call from him? No, we were just kind of emailing back and forth, you know. Right. Um, I played in a band with this guy, Chris Gattaro, who used to play in Marty's band. And we did an album together and he kind of just sent the album over to Marty and Marty listened to it and said, Hey man, dude, I really dig your guitar player. Do you think maybe right. he'd want to play in my band? So then we kind of just been talking. We talked probably back and forth for like a year and a half before we even were able to put together a U.S. tour, but it was like pretty instant chemistry between me and him. And are you with Marty just for U.S. dates, North American dates, or do you travel overseas with well, him too? we've done South America together, and we plan on doing other stuff too. It's just, you know, scheduling is kind of brutal for me now at this point because I'm so busy with rats. So, right. like, he just did some Australian dates, and he did a show in India as well. Okay. And I'm sure that if I was free to do those, you know, we were trying to figure out a way that, yeah, I could go do that, but obviously I'm, you know, busy with these guys. So right. there will be some, you know, worldly stuff at some point, just okay. whenever we get a chance to do it, you know. And the drummer of Marty Friedman's band, I, we were talking a little bit about him before the interview started. One of the the greatest showman drummers I've seen in quite some time. Can yeah. you tell us, who who is he? Cause his, I, his name's Chargy. Chargy. Yeah, like charge, like like battery charge. Yeah, kind of okay, that, and, that goes well with his. And uh, yeah, he's, yeah. Just, he's just really super crazy and just is always on 11 all right. the time. Just ridiculous. And yeah. Um, he plays in this band in Japan called Ziggy. Okay. I don't know if you ever heard of him. No. They were like a big like 80s band. But, right. You know, kind of more localized to to like Japan and stuff because, you know, they sing all in Japanese, so obviously it didn't really catch on so much in America, but but yeah, it's it's just like total to out. glam. Right. You know, it's it's awesome it's really cool and they have cool songs too so oh cool and he, he i think he plays in like six bands over there just constantly you know doing stuff right right on and i am friends with carmine uh carmine apiece uh -huh. and i had uh mentioned to him at some point that rat's guitar new guitar player is really great he's like oh yeah uh jordan he's like yeah. i, I, I kind of discovered him <laughs> yeah 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 <laughs> yeah, yeah we did a, a, like four shows together uh i played with king cobra in um i think it was 2016 right and we did like a vegas show two headlining shows in spain and then uh sweden rocks festival which right. actually ended up turning into a live album it actually ended up being pretty cool oh cool yeah. How familiar with you? I mean, you're a young guy and King Cobra wasn't really yeah. a household name band like like Rat or Poison. Right. Is. How familiar were, were you with King Cobra? Not really. Right. You know, right. not not really. But yeah. 
but uh the original guitar player actually lives really close to me and we're kind of friends so oh, okay so well now we're really good friends but at the time like we kind of were like acquaintances and so um he asked me if i wanted to do that tour so that's kind of how that whole thing came together right on and you have a country cover band is this right I used to. You used to. I used to, yeah. Tell us about that. I used to play like a few times a week with a country cover band. Um, you know, just like modern country stuff. Right. Um, it was fun. You know, there's always a ton of chicks at those shows, which is, you know, <laughs> right, right, right. totally different than yeah. than um, than doing the more metal type shows where there's just all dudes with their arms crossed. You yeah. know, like, eh, I can do that better. You right. Know? So it was kind of fun like a, a break from that kind of attitude yeah you know the, the competitive thing i guess and you guys were doing covers like country mm-hmm. covers yeah just cover stuff man yeah right on and you're still working with jackson guitars you, I, jackson yeah. and charvel and fender and evh right of just that whole family of stuff right. i've been using for the last on and off for like you know 10 years at least but but really consistently for the last four years or five years since I started playing with Marty. Okay. That's kind of when I started playing um, Jackson's and EVH's again. Cool. And that's guitar wise. What do we use amps? Like what are you, what are you running on stage? Um, so I use EVH amps when I can. And when I'm not using EVH amps, I do a lot of fly dates. So I work okay. with this company called Synergy. And they make little, basically preamp modules. Ah, okay. So and they're all tubes, so I can. It's basically so I get a consistent sound wherever I go. So I bring that with me, and then whatever my rental backline head is, I just plug that into it, and it's just I get a really killer sound out of it. And yeah, Synergy makes all kinds of different modules based off of like Friedman amps and Bogner amps and and Marshalls and just right. just all kinds of stuff. You I have know? A, a Bogner uh, Shiva. Uh-huh. Which, it's a great sound. Yeah, yeah, those are cool. Yeah. yeah. Um, how, how, do you use ever like, uh, we've noticed a lot of bands, like I, I talk to them about gear and they're just like, oh yeah, we go through the Kemper and just run it right into the PA. What, right. what is your thought on, on that? I mean, I get it. Um, I'm just really like stubborn and I just like refuse to convert to the digital thing. Right. A lot of it is because I don't really use separate channels and everything I do is just either my volume knob is rolled back a little bit or rolled all the way up kind of thing. I like the dynamics I get out of a tube amp from doing that. And I just haven't really been able to find a like a digital platform where it really responds to me like a tube amp and and I'm just, like I said, I'm just really stubborn. So at the end of the day, if I have to go play a show and fight with a marshal, that kind of sucks. Right. I still felt good about it because I went to battle right. doing it, right. you know? Right. And and it, it seems there's just something a little more organic. I don't know. I, I'm obviously an older guy, but I play guitar. And there's just what you said right there. It's like you're never like when you turn that marshal on you're never quite sure if it's going to be the same sound you had yeah, the night before of course not and, and to me there's there's something kind of uh beautiful about that you know it, it's not the dialed in sound mm-hmm. I, I don't mm-hmm. know uh, so i i appreciate that um and again 10 years ago we were in new york uh i interviewed you and what was the the jeremy yeah and, jeremy yeah did you hear from jeremy at all yeah there's the picture. Emily is showing. Oh, my God. That's so <laughs> awesome. Yeah. Yeah, Jeremy. Uh, so Jeremy's my bro. Like, I've known Jeremy since I was, like, you know, 
three, maybe four years old. Right. And, uh, you know, it was me and Jeremy and his brother and me and my brother. And um, Jeremy now works for Facebook, actually. Wow. Good yeah, for Yeah, he just moved yeah. to New York. So. Oh, wow. So, yeah, he's... Uh, yeah, he's doing really well over there. It's it's really cool to see, you know, him, him kind of flourish in the the uh, computer thing because he's always been really good at that. So right, cool. So he's not really actively doing music. Anymore, no, not right? really. We jam, right. you know, when we hang out, but right. yeah, he's kind of just doing that. Cool. And I guess to wrap things up, we are totally psyched because our favorite, one of our favorite festivals, North American festivals, is the M three festival. Mm-hmm. Rat will be, I believe, one of the headliners this year, right? Yeah, I think yeah. we are on Sunday. I yeah. think we're on Sunday, something like that. Yeah. Have you played M three before? Mm-hmm. No, no, no. I've never been there. It's it's really a great community of people, and I think all the bands coming there. There's usually a, a real great crowd, so we look forward to seeing Jordan Ziff with Rat at M three. We also potentially look forward to new music. We're, we're thinking 2020 at some point. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. And before we let you go, any plans to ever do like some solo material? Any Anything like on your own? Yes, actually, I've been working on it kind of on and off for the last couple of years, only because I've been really busy, you know, touring and doing all kinds of stuff. I feel like I, I should have gotten it done a little bit, you know, longer ago. But, right. you know, it's my time's kind of been valuable right you know doing other things so but you know it's done being written so it's basically all going to just be recorded in a studio in the next few months so it's that's also going to be released in 2020 as well and you're obviously a real diverse guy musically what style can we expect from the solo record it's all over the place but it's all instrumental it's all instrumental Yeah. yeah Yeah, because, you know, just a lot of my favorite guitar players growing up did instrumental records because that was a cool thing to do. And it's just kind of like something I've always wanted to do and, you know, just kind of see where it goes and do some touring with it and uh, just just totally just want to see where it goes, you know. And and, and I want to do another kind of solo album-y kind of thing as well after that, which will be kind of doing a bunch of singing and a bunch of different kinds of singers on it too. So this one's going to be all instrumental. The next one's probably going to be like half instrumental, different singers, you know, friends of mine. So, okay. Very cool. Well, we look forward to that. And you're obviously a a younger guy in your twenties playing loud, hard rock guitar. Who do you consider some of your contemporaries? What other hard rock guitar players in in like say their 20s or early 30s should we be looking out for is there anyone you can give a shout out to um nah, sorry <laughs> put you on the spot yeah. i mean i mean yeah be, but between us it's like you know there's a lot of other guitar players that are my age but i feel like everyone's kind of in the realm of you know their their main focus is kind of on Instagram and YouTube. Right. And like, for me, that's like not my focus at all. It's right. just, you know, I want to be out working and, and, yeah. and playing live, you know? So whatever that is, you know, is whatever that is. But, you know, as far as people my age, I don't really have a lot of friends that are kind of like, Oh yeah, this guy plays in that band and this guy plays. in. It's, right. not, it's just, it's just not really like that anymore. Yeah. You know, it's kind of unfortunate actually. Yeah. 
All right. Well, on that note, we'll. <laughs> we'll what about Andrew Watt? Do you do you do you know much about oh, him? No, no, I don't. You don't know anything about him. Yeah, he's this. He's plays on the new Ozzy. He produced and plays on the new Ozzy songs that are oh, coming out. Okay, so, okay. yeah, yeah. So. All right, Jordan. Well, again, have a great show tonight here in New Jersey, and we encourage all the the fans to check you out with Rat, with Marty Friedman, with the upcoming solo stuff, uh, social media platforms that people can connect with you on. I know you're on Instagram, yeah, right? Yeah, Instagram's kind of my main thing if you want to follow what I'm doing. You know, okay. I mean, I have Facebook too, but I don't really post on that much anymore. Social media is kind of my secondary thing, you know, but definitely check out my Instagram if you want to follow what I'm doing because I do post on that all the time. Cool. We will have that linked on uh, the show notes for today's episode on TalkingMetal.com. Thank you, Jordan. Thank you so much for coming.
King Cobra, that is a live track from 2018 featuring Jordan Ziff on guitar. King Cobra, kind of an interesting band. Uh, Carmine, a piece's 80s rock band that was going to be, you know, I think he had real high hopes for them. They never really quite took off, uh, you know, in the mainstream, but they put out some some albums back in the day. And I got to tell you, the live record that they put out in 2018, which was recorded, I believe, in Sweden, Man, I, I think I like it better than the stuff they put back out in the 80s. It's got a, a little bit heavier edge and bite to it. Good stuff. Good stuff. And Jordan is playing the guitars on that. I think during the interview he said he played four shows with King Cobra, so I guess that was one of the shows. And, yeah, again, some strong music from the past decade. The live King Cobra record from Sweden, Sweden Rockfest or something. I can't remember the exact name. I don't have it written down. But anyways, that is on Spotify, Amazon Music, uh, Apple Music, and the name of that song, Tear Down the Walls. Again, King Cobra recorded live. Big thanks to Jordan Ziff. Please uh, keep us posted on everything you're up to, dude. And patrons, you guys rock. Love you guys. You keep this show going. And you guys have mentioned some music to me that you think was some of the standout stuff from the last decade. So let's talk about that. Sam, Sam Soupy has mentioned Rival Sons. He thinks they are one of the stronger bands of the past decade. Sam, I hear you. And now I want to hear from Rival Sons. This goes out to you, Sam, from 2019. Do your worst. That stranger
blind your eyes Steal your tongue And get you in your own now into some of the best music of the decade, the past decade, as picked by the Talking Metal listeners. And right now, Ron Keel, man, he supports me on Patreon. So let's let's do it, man. He put out a, a good record in 2019, and I really dug it. Fight Like a Band. And again, I can't believe that a rock star I worshipped as a little kid, as a, no, not a little kid, as a teenager, now gives me five bucks a month on Patreon <laughs> to support Talking Metal. Isn't that crazy? Ron, we love you, and we love your music, and I'm glad you're still delivering us so much great stuff. This is Fight Like a Band, the title track off the Fight Like a Band album, which is a just a great listen. Go listen to the record, and yeah, some of the best music of the last year for sure right now on Talking Metal. This is Fight Like a Band by the Ron Keel Band. She came in the wild Midwest from the Las Vegas trip down a two-lane road on a one-way trip. Some dreams come true and sometimes life has other plans. When the doctors came in and cable the news, she cried and she smiled and she did what she had to. Tough as nails and stronger than
down Life goes on But tonight I've got other plans Raise your fist Fight Like a Band by Ron Keel Band. There you go. Thanks to Ron Keel for supporting Talking Metal and Mark Striegel on Patreon. Steve Hoker, one of our other dear patron supporters, uh, he has mentioned that some of the best music of the past decade, in his opinion, has been by Ghost. I'm with you, Steve, 100%. And Overkill. Yeah, interesting for you to say that. Overkill is a band that they, they just don't stop delivering great music and I mean there's been a lot of it in the past decade and Ironbound man let's hit the title track off of that that was that was an awesome awesome track from a, a, a few years back at this point right I think well what was Ironbound by Overkill now sorry I'm looking it up right now 2010 wow so yeah a decade ago um, January, released in January 2010. So there you go. This is going back a full decade. And it was a, a great release, if you don't know the Ironbound album by Overkill, featuring my friend Ron Lipnicki on the drums. Yeah, check it out. Here we go. Ironbound.
Ironbound by Overkill. And of course, uh, the city of Newark has a section called the Ironbound section. Newark is a prominent city here in New Jersey where Overkill are from. And the interesting thing about that is I never really knew why they called the neighborhood Ironbound. And it is because when you would fly over it with a an airplane, I guess, way back in the day in the 40s or 30s or whatever, there was so much railroad that it looked like the, the neighborhood was bound in iron because of all the the railroads. Now, Newark, of course, was a big hub back in the day, not far from the docks of like Elizabeth, New Jersey. So stuff would come in and get shipped all over the world out of out of Newark via railroad. So there you go. Ironbound. The Ironbound neighborhood of Newark is uh, a fun place to go. There's some great restaurants there now. And Newark's changing, man. I mean, a lot of Newark's still kind of a little hairy, if you know what I mean. But uh, there are some there's some cool things going on in Newark. And I live right near Newark and have really enjoyed the city in recent years. Especially seeing a lot of shows at the Prudential Center. Anyway, Steve Hoker, thank you for that request or mention. You... All, all these all these songs I, I said on Patreon to our patrons on Patreon, I said, hey, what what's some of the music that stands out from the past decade, guys? And uh, people like Sam and Steve all replied. And Steve Saylor, Steven Saylor, that is. He mentioned a bunch of bands. And Steven, you said uh, just a ton of bands here. So I'm going to mention two. Lance King and The Letter Black. Two good ones, Steven. Lance King, a guy you turned me on to, thank you for that because his music rocks, especially this one, Pointing Fingers by Lance King from 2019.
Steven Saylor double shot there. We heard Pointing Fingers by Lance King first, and then we heard Up from the Ashes by The Letter Black. And uh, The Letter Black is another band that Steven mentioned as one of his favorites of the last decade. That song, Up from the Ashes by The Letter Black, uh, come, came out back in 2013. Came out back in 2013. Excuse me. All right. Mike Jones, another one of our high-end uh, guys on Patreon. Mike, I totally appreciate your support, and it's always great to hang with you at the Maiden Show. That was a that was a lot of fun. Where where did we we saw you somewhere else recently, right? Oh yeah, Zebra. Zebra, that was fun. Cool. Mike and we got a picture of maybe I'll put that in the show notes on talkingmetal.com, the picture of Mike and I from the Zebra show. And hopefully I'll remember to do that. But Mike Jones mentioned a bunch of b- bands that stuck out to him this last decade. Overkill. Uh, Steve uh Steve Hoker's with you on that one as as, as I am too, Mike. The Dillinger Escape Plan. I have one of their records probably from over a decade ago, and I saw them this past decade for sure. I need to get into them more. I, I, I know know a little bit about them. I know they're broken up now, but uh, yeah, the Dillinger Escape Plan. Mike Jones gives a shout-out to them. And Fate's Warning. Yeah, good one, Mike. Yeah, Fates have, have given us some interesting music this past decade. And some good music, some great music. This is Seven Stars, a song I love by Fate's Warning from 2016, as picked by Mike Jones. Well, not Mike didn't actually pick this song as as mentioned by Mike Jones as one of the standout artists from the past decade, a band that, that's been around for many decades. But yeah, they definitely did give us some good music this past decade, Mike. So here we go, Seven Stars by Fate's Warning.
Fate's Warning here on Talking Metal. Uh, I saw them not too long ago in New York City, Queensryche opening. Yeah, that was there. This that was this past year. The Queens or not? Queensryche didn't open. No, it was Fate's Warning opening for Queensryche. Kind of a double bill thing. That was a good night. Hung out with Jerry from Long Long Island that night. Jerry, I haven't heard from you. I hope you're uh, gonna have a safe and happy and healthy. 2020. He's another guy who hangs with us on Patreon and all of you people on Patreon. Thanks for making the last year so great. Big thanks to Victor Ruiz who works the Patreon page with me and does my exclusive patron podcast. When I say that, it's it's only the patrons get to hear that on, on Patreon. And that is the Mark Striegel show. And that's Victor and I just talking and we go off with no, no holds barred. We spill secrets like I did on the last one about Jonathan Davis. We say stuff we probably shouldn't say. Well, I I say stuff I probably shouldn't say. Victor Victor's a good boy. But um, eh, he lets some stuff slip, too. He's not that good. But anyways, I love Victor and have so much fun doing that show with him. And it's always fun doing Talking Metal with you guys. This is our 15th year of Talking Metal, 2020. This summer, we will celebrate 15 years of Talking Metal. It's unbelievable. Um it's really either an impressive thing to have a podcast for 15 years or uh it just reeks of mental insanity (laughs) i don't don't know oh can i do 20 years of talking metal that's that's what we have to ask ourselves and i don't know the answer to that really i mean I, i right now i take it week by week guys and the patron guys, you guys support me, and and I do appreciate that, and you keep me going. But you non-patron people, buy a fucking t-shirt. Do something to show some support. I got these Talking Metal t-shirts. I sold out of the first batch, and then I made, got a whole nother batch made, and uh, they didn't sell very well. So there's a lot of Talking Metal t-shirts currently sitting in my basement, all right? So buy a t-shirt for 20 bucks, for God's sake, uh, show me some love. Wear your Talking Metal colors when you go out. All right. And the way you do buy a t shirt is just hit up my PayPal. It's my email, which is striegelmark at gmail.com, S T R I G L M A R K at gmail.com. Or you can go to talkingrock.net, talkingmetal.com. You'll see the PayPal account linked there. You send me 20 bucks, American, and you tell me your address, and uh, I send that out to you. That's how it works. Uh, And I need a size, too, a shirt size. All right? So why don't you guys do that, all right? That would be be cool to start the new year off with selling some T-shirts. And that's going to do it. I think uh, coming up, I'm going to go see Bumblefoot, I think, on January 4th. I think that's my first concert of the the new year. Bumblefoot, of course, the uh, guy who back in the early days of Talking Metal was really a part of the family and was on our Fuse TV show. And then, he, you know, he joined Guns N' Roses. I knew him back in the 90s, like my band, which is kind of like a weird kind of grunge band. It was called the Captain T Band. I had a bunch of bands, but this one band, the Captain T Band, it was kind of like Rush meets Alice in Chains, if you can imagine how bizarre that might sound. But that's the best way to describe it. So with a little Pink Floyd and Tool thrown in there. So we had the psychedelic thing kind of happening at the same time. I went back and listened to it recently. It's good. The Captain T Band, it was called. I think it's up there on Spotify or Apple Music or something. But 
anyways, um, my band used to open for Bumblefoot like at least a couple times way back in the 90s, uh, maybe 2000 at the very latest. I, I want to say the 90s. So it could have been 2000 before Bumble was in Guns N' Roses. Uh, wow, I'm fucking old, man. Just so many memories. I got to write this stuff down because you, you start to lose the memories over time. You really do. You really do. So no matter how good your memory is, you do lose stuff. It's the ones that you replay over and over in your head that you remember. And sometimes when you replay them, you replay them wrong. So you end up having false memories. Oh, don't get me started on this. All right. So anyways, that's it. Okay. Goodbye.